Hello and welcome to The Shepherd's Voice, the podcast of the Taunton Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Percival, Virginia. My name is Ben Franks and I'm here with Pastor Charles Biggs. Good morning. Morning. Uh, our question today has to do with the question of revivals. Uh, you sent out a helpful study recently on the topic of revivals and we're looking at the whole theme of evangelism. Uh, as a church this summer, yes. focusing on outreach and sharing the gospel. As we do that, there's often this language of revival that floats around in the air, mm. especially in kind of the American evangelical context. And I think some Reformed people especially wonder, uh, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Should we be looking for revivals? If we if we should, what what, what would a biblical revival mm. look like? And, and how would we know that we're experiencing a revival in our own day. So could you just speak to some of those questions? Sure, sure. Excellent questions. Uh, You know, I think, first of all, Ben, we want to think about uh, the sovereign work of the Holy Spirit. You know, every true revival is a work of God the Father, uh, sending forth his spirit as he's pleased through the mediation of the Son um, upon his people. You know, so to emphasize in revival, we're wanting to emphasize the work of the Holy Spirit. there is a part we play, of course, in faith and belief and repentance, etc. But ultimately, when we talk of revival, we're talking about what God is pleased through the mediation of Christ to do by his spirit upon his people. And so we have, for instance, in the book of Acts, um, there are times when the church as a whole is described as great grace was upon them. They, the, the way it's described is that that grace from God was upon them because of his kindness and his mercy to them uh, through the Spirit. I think when we think of revival and we think of first and foremost the work of the Holy Spirit, his sovereign work upon his people, we think several words may come to mind. Um, A revival is when there is a renewal of God's people. There's a deeper understanding of God's love for them. There's a deeper understanding of the gospel of grace Um, there's repentance there's a turning away from sin to live a life of fearing God in the sense of reverencing God and obeying God and and seeking to meditate upon his law and say with David oh how I love your law I delight in it it is my meditation day and night Um, I think when we think of the Holy Spirit we think often in in with revival we we should think of regeneration that those who may have been in the visible church or those who have been outside the visible church you know far from the covenant for the first time are regenerated or made alive sometimes in the covenant community you can have privileged covenant children who've grown up and and they've believed they've to some degree they've understood they've never rejected the faith but, but something happens with regard to the power of the Spirit uh, in a particular season when the Spirit is pleased to awaken them or to, uh, to bring them from the dead, bring forth their dead hearts and uh, to regenerate them, to make them alive with Christ. I, say, I think when we think of revival, we want to think of all those things. But there's another important aspect of revival that we don't want to forget with regard to the truth of the Holy Spirit, and that is reformation. You very seldom will see any kind of true revival without a reformation of one's uh, thinking with regard to Scripture. And so a revival is more than just a zeal, a kind of bare zeal without knowledge for Jesus or for what we might call the things of God. It is a reformed and reforming knowledge according to Holy Scripture. And so taking a step back from those uh, ideas of renewal, of regeneration, of repentance, of uh, the the truth of reformation 
then we're getting at those aspects of what defines a true holy spiritual revival what defines that um, or what further explains what is meant when in the book of acts it says great grace was upon them and so i think when we step back we remember our lord jesus uh telling that he will send as mediator the spirit the father will send the spirit through the mediation of christ upon his church and the spirit will lead them into all truth in fact he says in the context of john 14 through 16 in those chapters particularly he says that the spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you and he will bring you to me so the spirit's work is always oriented toward god oriented toward christ oriented toward the word that he has inspired if you think about it if the spirit has inspired the scriptures which he has we have the god-breathed scriptures from the holy spirit then you can expect in a true revival that he's also going going to particularly illuminate them in such a way that there's a reformation in thinking there's a reformation in life um, and thus a revival um, our uh, um, uh, father in the faith uh, Jonathan Edwards uh, when he was defending a what I think was a true revival in history in the 1740s um, he reminds us that uh, we're to always embrace revival as the sovereign work of the spirit uh, that we're to appreciate it but he also uh, desires to give us a few reminders of what a true revival is or how how we could see it in a local congregation so to answer your question how we might realize we're experiencing a, a revival at Catoctin or someone who's listening to us in their own congregation uh, Jonathan Edwards uses these categories. Number one, there'd be this God-centered orientation, a desire to follow God, to fear God, to love God, uh, to worship God as God has revealed in Scripture. Uh, there's more of a desire to know Christ relationally, as Christ prays in John 17, 3, that eternal life is this, that they know you, Father, the one true God in Jesus Christ whom you've sent. So there's a, a Christ-centered orientation. And that should be no surprise because when our Lord Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit and truth, is teaching uh, his disciples after his resurrection about the meaning of Scripture inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, he says, beginning with Moses and the prophets and the Psalms or the writings, um, he showed how all of that pointed to him. So the thrust, the orientation, the focus of the Holy Spirit is not on merely individual selves. It's on his focus is on Jesus Christ and so there's an orientation an appreciation of the richness of the person and work of Jesus Christ with regard to us the Holy Spirit humbles us there's a humbling there's a, a deeper dependence um, there's a, a greater love if I could put it in a way that I've heard it put uh, popularly by Tim Keller and and other very caring thoughtful pastors is that there's a deeper understanding that we're fully known and at the same time fully loved by God in Christ, that we're fully known and fully loved by God in Christ. And so it frees us as a Psalm 139 teaches us that where can we go from your spirit? And you know my thoughts within me. All these deep things start being a reality, but it doesn't uh, cause us to talk about our experiences merely. It doesn't cause us to go testify to our experiences. It causes us to want to know that we've, we're, we're, we're truly sinners who've been saved by grace. And we want to share that gospel grace from Christ. We want to talk 
uh, not merely about our testimonies, so to speak, and although that's important, you know, it's part of God's story, we want to ultimately talk about how God saved sinners in and through Jesus Christ. And so there's a humility, uh, there's a dependence, there's less of a self-focus and more of a God-focus. And concerning our, our thinking about uh, the church or who we are as a people, um, a, another aspect of a, a true revival, one we can check ourselves by, is, is knowing that we're part of a people, we're part of a church, um, that God has, um, des- God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light to serve one another, to honor others above ourselves, um, to seek to love one another. And so there's this one anothering. Um, there's a, a, an appreciation, a greater appreciation for the weekly worship, the weekly preaching of the word, the weekly or often uh, administration of the sacraments, of prayer, of fellowship, of all the important, uh, wonderful means, ordinary means that God the Spirit is using to strengthen us and to grow us. So a true revival would not be in tension with an ordinary means of grace through word and sacrament and prayer and fellowship. Uh, uh, the, the revival, that special season that might come along, that special renewal or regeneration or reformation would lead us to appreciate more deeply the congregational, what we'd call the ordinary congregational means of grace kind of life. And so Edwards is very helpful in giving us a God-centered orientation, thinking about if we've experienced a, a revival, more of a Christ-centered, deeper understanding of God's love for us in Christ by the Spirit, a, um, an, an, an understanding of, of ourselves as dependent sinners who desire to live repentant lives, who are loved, and um, an orientation toward God's local church where he provides for us um, the means of grace, the ordinary means of grace. So those things come to mind in answer to your question. It's very helpful. Yeah, I think it's great to think through those careful biblical theological categories and to use some of the historical guides we have from the history of the mm-hmm. church. Men like Edwards who lived through revival and saw excesses and saw uh, perhaps too much caution in some cases as well. And just to see, help us to see uh, the abuse of a term doesn't do away with the use of a term. And biblically speaking, revival is something we should pray for. And by God's grace, perhaps we'll see in our own day. Amen and amen. Well, if you'd like to learn more, you can find resources about this and many other topics on our church website, www.katoctin.org. That's K-E-T-O-C-T-I-N. If you found this episode to be useful, then we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. And as always, we encourage you to join us for our next episode of The Shepherd's Voice.